Hello, everybody. Greetings to Keys of Your Best Life. Your host, Maggie, here. I am here today with my brother in Christ, Daniel. And I'll tell you, I love this guy. I love his heart. I love what him and Rachel are doing uh, in Louisiana, but really it's going out internationally. Uh, he is known in many circles, and he has so many uh, great things to say about him. I can't even go into all of it, so I need you to go and read his bio. I want you to also check out his website, but I will tell you, the one thing that I do know about Daniel, and he is, he is passionate about the Lord Jesus Christ. He's a prophetic psalmist. He is a reformer. He gets the whole identity in Christ, and he understands the importance of the upcoming revival and is preparing people for that, to walk in their identity of who they are in Christ. Amen. You know, this is not a time for us to shrink back. This is a time for us to rise and shine. You know, I this is a time for people to really find out who they are in Christ because Jesus took the, he took the cross for us. So yeah. Daniel, welcome to the show. Man, Maggie, it is amazing to be here with keys to your best life. I am wonderful. I'm absolutely ecstatic about this and what's going to be shared in this this actual broadcast. How are you? I am doing well, and I'm very grateful that you're taking the time to do this and to share your personal testimony, because a lot of people have heard little snippets of it. We all right. know that there was a lot of destruction. We all know that you've been redeemed. But, you know, um, I believe that, you know, I believe in the book of Revelation where it says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony yes. and testimonies are incredibly powerful. You know, and last month was recovery month. And I know that you have had come out of you. You aren't recovering. You're recovered. And, yeah, and so, you know, there's so many things that we could talk about. But, you know, I, I know that the transition you went through. And I really want the viewers to understand it because Daniel, you're a walking testimony of the goodness of God. Yes. The goodness yes. of God. So without any further ado, for those logging on, we want you to share this out to your yes. friends, family, colleagues. We're going to talk about some things. I do want to put a disclaimer. Okay. Uh, there is a little bit of a disclaimer. This is a little PG 13 because we're going to be talking <laughs> about the yeah. occult. We're going to be talking about drug abuse. We're going to be talking about certain things. So if you've got little ears in the room right now, you want to go ahead and make sure that unless you can explain this in depth to them, uh, it, that it's age appropriate. So I'm just giving that disclaimer because we'll probably be talking a little bit more than sex, drugs, and rock and roll here. I'm just saying. Yeah. So y'all be prepared. There's your disclaimer. I probably should have put it in the chat stream. Let me put it over here somewhere. Somebody, put that in the chat stream for us pg-13 okay um because we do we are sensitive uh we do really feel like we should be talking to our kids about drugs and we should be talking to our kids about the occult and so forth but there is a time and a season for that and you need to do it in a way we yeah. don't want to be the ones that come into your house right now and and blow this out but we do want you to get this out there are so many people that are caught in the occult and they don't even know it hmm. they're being indoctrinated to more deeper things that come down the pipe there are so many people that do not understand the link between uh substance abuse and and, and self-harm and all of the things that come along with that so without any further ado daniel let's start from the beginning i know that it was, yeah. it was a rough beginning but uh god gets the glory in this and and again we're not we're not talking about this to show what the enemy did we're talking about this to come show on. what god can do in your life and That's you are it. not too far gone. I don't care what you're involved in. You are not too far from the hands of God. So Daniel, take it away. Yeah. So it's a pleasure to really be able to do this. You know, the Bible says that he declares the ends to the beginning. And sometimes we have to see the bigger picture. God saw the bigger picture. But sometimes to get a full HD clarity, you've got to get up and personal to the statements that I'm about to share with you. When I was young, 
not only was I induced to, you know, sexual sins, was I not also molested? Was I not also abused? But in that I was thrown around to different places and homes before I was adopted, before I sort of began to grow up, before I began to have questions of who I even was and why was I already confused. And I'm going to share the reason why I continue to say confusion, because there's a big connection with confusion, with holidays, confusion, with religion, confusion within yourself that will lead you to the actual mark of witchcraft. And I say this all the time with coaching and also reforming as a minister. Guys, we cannot be confused about who Jesus Christ is to our life. And so what I'm telling you up first and close and personal is that I was very confused with who I was. Mm -hmm. And so it starts with the sexual orientation. It starts with being molested at a young age. And what that did was it began to plant the seed of confusion, not even knowing that there was anything to be confused about. And so I grew up very angry, very distant, very dark, even though I could put a smile on my face and I could smile and I was very inspirational to people. People saw me in a light that was portrayed that everything was okay. And see the thing about witchcraft, the thing about the enemy is that he comes and portrays as an angel, a messenger of light that is imparted to you to give you inspiration. And sometimes we don't recognize I didn't recognize this for years that I was able to put on the facade and the mask was able to hold on as long as I stayed confused. Now I'm going to peel that back. I'm going to peel that back as we get deeper, because as you begin to understand and clarity becomes available to you, the mask is able then to be seen because the light that is inside of you begins to blow blow this thing, this cover, this facade, this mask right off of your face. And so it took ministers, it took coaches, it took years it took even the addictions it took failed uh, relationships it took failed a failed marriage it took all of these things even a broken relationship with my son uh that began to break off the the old things that i thought that i had to hold on to and truly what witchcraft is all about is the desires of your heart without the commitment and the delightment with god And so we know the Bible says this very truthfully is that as long as we delight in the word and delight in God, he will give you the desires of your heart. Many people want the platform, but never the presence. Mm. Say it again, Daniel. Many people want the platform, but never the presence. Come on. Another thing. They want the promotion, but they don't like the process. Yeah. Okay. So when I share this and I tell, I tell you this, I was that guy who had everything that appeared to be good. And so throughout my entire life, there were a few people that knew my story, but had to watch me painfully go through each mountain and and literally fall off the mountaintop every time I got there. And the reasons why that took place was because of addictive personalities. Now, again, addiction and witchcraft, if you don't think that they are connected, they are very connected. And this is not just coming from ministerial. This is doctors. This is people that can allow you to understand that when you want something so badly and your mind begins to tell its body that it cannot do without it, you are then operating in a place of witchcraft. Your body is now succumbed to its flesh, to its desires, to its needs, and you're not able to succumb or actually fight against it. And so that's why we see a lot of it for myself. And even in church, we see that 
there is so much witchcraft inside the church. There's so much witchcraft inside the home. And it, it is in a place of the form of manipulation. And this is something that took place in my life very quickly. I knew from a, a victim mentality, an orphan mindset, that I began to learn the art of manipulation. I did not later, did not understand till later the art of leveraging. Now, there's a, those are two different things that I want to talk about, and it's going to have everything to do how to break down these idols, break off these chains, and absolutely get and kick out witchcraft from your heart, from your mind, all of that. So, so the point of, of manipulation is to let everything focus around yourself. That's, that's the, something that we have to learn. And I did as a young kid, I, I remember manipulating my friends. I remember manipulating my mom who adopted me, who loved me, who raised me as her own. I remember manipulating even my own emotions to make me believe lies inside my own soul. And then I knew that I was lying to myself, but I began to continue to tell myself that this is why I believe it because you're a victim. You were molested. You've been forgotten. Your mother didn't care. All of these things began to cycle in and I began to become addicted to the pain. And that pain was something that I was willing to live in. And here's the, here's the sacrifice. Witchcraft doesn't come. Real witchcraft does not come unless there's a sacrifice. Now I know you might be thinking to yourself, well, that's Hollywood. And that's, you know, I've heard about these horrific stories. Listen, Mock sacrifices are real and authentic sacrifices are real in America and around the world. And so we can talk about that openly. But what I know is I began to really take that pain and I began to self mutilate myself and also sexually victimize myself. I, not only would I do things to myself, but I also would do things to other people. I began to get partners at a young age and began to do things in lust. And I knew what I was doing. But behind the scenes, I had no idea that I was already practicing witchcraft. I was already committed to ritual sex. I had no idea that this was a lustful, this was a demonic stronghold, a pole. They call these astropoles. If people don't know what that is, it's from the actual goddess they call Astra, the woman of war. Okay. And so, and she's another form of Jezebel. She's just another form, of just another name, just like they try to you know, modernize Jesus. Now he's a hippie. He's a gay guy. He's this, he's that they're all they're doing is changing the faces and the narrative to fit their agenda. But what I'm showing you is that they will do the same thing with their actual idols that they believe in and call them different names to bring forth one thing, confusion, right? Confusion. And as long as there's confusion, there's doubt. And as long as there's doubt, there is rebellion. Why do I say that? Because doubt will bring indecisiveness because you cannot trust what you are focusing on. Again, people want the platform, but not the presence. If you're in the presence, you'll go through the progress and you'll find the promotion. The Bible says, if you humble yourself, repent, God will not only heal your land, but he will elevate you in due time. So I'm taking these in layers of scriptures for people to see. Confusion is over the land of America. This is what happened to me as a young kid. I was born in 1989, all right? You would think that we have a good society. I remember growing up in a church setting that was convicted and walked in the fear of the Lord. I remember 
that I could not get away from the altar at a young age. I was 12, 13 years old, and thank God for the woman, the young lady who was in high school with me, and I remember her name very well, Casey, who actually pretty much drugged me to church with her looks, if you know what I mean. She (laughs) drugged me to the church with her looks, but that was the only way I could honestly encounter God. I wanted something more. I wanted something else. And in that, God began to work. Now, again, I'm going to tell you, this is not where it all started to get fluffy for me. I was actually thrown out of that church because I began to have sexual relationships with two to three, maybe four, five uh, women that were in that church at a young age. I'm talking about 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, and I can't break this habit. I can't break off the confusion. I can't get away from what took place in my heart and in my mind. And so what took place in my spirit was a rumbling that I knew I wanted to live better. We all know that through witchcraft, we have these desires. We have things that took our, our life in a different direction. Our mind is telling us that we belong somewhere else, but we're right over here. And instead of turning around repentance We want to go from here to here and try to make it as if everything's fine. But that's where I began to use drugs. That's where I began to use the the, the sedatives in my life to overcome depression, overcome bad decisions. You see, leaders that make bad decisions, they have to go through a process, even in ministry and even in business. If we make bad decisions, there's a process of not you just saying, oh, I messed up and then everything's fine. You've got to be able to go back and fix these things. And so what has taken place in my life is I am still fixing the brokenness from years ago of my youth and ignorance. But God is still so faithful that as I begin to do those things, the Lord begins to elevate and begins to show people what it was like and what it's like today. Now, those addictions began to become not just drugs, but pornography. And, I, and, and when I say pornography, I'm not talking about your occasional looking at a magazine or the guy down the street letting you see something or a sneak peek. I found ways. I found ways to be very sneaky. And I began to go down another trail of that what led me into my mind and to my heart that I was supposed to be this person. I'm supposed to be this place because no one gave me a chance. No one lived for me. No one took care of me. No one helped me. Now, again, when you're in confusion, deception sits in very heavily. Right. Okay. I had a mother and I had a group of people who actually cared. But because of the seed of confusion from the very beginning, see, many people, many people want to think that just deliverance is, you know, getting to the root cause. That's good. But once you pick out the actual seed, you have to be able to steward a new mindset. And that means new learning. And that means you have to unconfuse yourself. It took me years that I even had to use. Uh, AA, other places to help me recover. I had to go into rehab a couple times. I had to face prison. I had to face the uh, fighting, the belittling, the uh, jumping. I had to face all the violence that came with, not with just prison, but the violence of my own hands. 
my own mind, my own actions. I left behind a son. I left behind a mom. I left behind responsibility. I left behind a life that I wanted to have and I wanted to create. This is all from confusion, yeah. all from confusion. And so what we're, we're doing here today is we're actually just, we're cutting the head off of the giant of confusion and witchcraft in the region. But not only that, in the nation of America, when we celebrate something that is so horrific, when Jesus tells you to do, don't even allow the honoring of the dead to be a part of your lifestyle. Let the dead bury the dead. Don't honor something that doesn't resemble me. And so, yes, we're talking about Halloween. Yes, we're talking about voodoo. Yes, we're talking about sex magic. Yes, we're talking about those things that nobody wants to talk about that our children are looking at in the creeping of the day and the creeping of the night. I'm talking about three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. They call it the witching hour for a reason. Right. Amen? All right. So backing up, I want to talk about the addiction and depression, how it sets in. When rebellion took my mind and took my heart. I knew the Lord. I had given my life to the Lord. I've went through the addictions. I went through these things and I was clean for a little bit, this, that, and the third. And I would, it was this battle, this constant back and forth battle where my life was like an ebb and flow. Things would look beautiful and then they'd come crashing in and it was destructive. And people around me would actually back me up People would actually be in my life and they would back me up. They would believe in me and I would show them how I could come crashing down even into their life. And I was so destructive that they could no longer have any part of me because I set them up with that light. Everything was lights, camera, action, smoke and mirrors. Everything was beautiful, but inside I was rotting and I couldn't be honest about how I felt, what was really bothering me, why I felt like a failure, why I felt like I couldn't succeed, why I felt like I had no worth or no value. And this is this is most Christians that say they're, they're, they're believers, go to church, maybe read their Bible, maybe even say they pray, maybe say they walk in signs and wonders, but yet they still have this gnawing thing inside of them. My question is, are you actually fighting against God? Are you rebelling against your destiny? Are you actually going against the grain or are you going with the flow? And so a lot of people, you hear the prophetic, you'll say this a lot of times, let's go, let's just flow in the know or let's flow in the go. Um, I have a I have a an interesting perspective when it comes to Christian witchcraft. And sometimes you can flow in the know, you can flow in an anointing, but have no presence and no power to back up what you're saying. Come on. And so there's 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 this entertainment, there's this this glory, they they call a glory and a power, but yet the only power there is is by the voice of your words, but your, vo your, your words are not validated by the presence of God. That means your witness and your testimony have no value to God because there is no relationship and no covenant. And so I got into, as I began to go into this, I used drugs, I used alcohol to allow my words to be smoother. That makes any sense because I was still a kid. I still had feelings. I still wanted to be married. I still wanted to have, you know, a good life. Everybody deserves that best life. That's why we're here. Keys to your best life. Right. So we want to have that look. We want to have that world. We want to do those things that God has promised us. But what I decided to do was take 
that presence and I picked the poison. I, I chose the poison over presence. And then as I was in my poison, I wanted presence. This is how confusion in churches are set in that the once they live in sin, they think that they can just, just jump right into the presence again. And that's that's the unfortunate fact is God had to hand me over. I know the church doesn't want to hear this right now. This is the reformer speaking. The church don't want to hear that God will hand you over to your imaginations, your vile imaginations, and your lustful lifestyles, and allow the enemy to sift you and destroy you. Meaning, that's scripture. That's scripture. No, that's scripture. And I just want to point out, you know, when we're talking about rebellion, you know, rebellion is the spirit of witchcraft. That's how it's defined. That's yeah. how the Bible defines it. So I know. I just go ahead, Daniel. I just want to point that out because it is so important for people to understand. What we're seeing here. Daniel is giving you the real deal, Holy Field. He is not holding you back. He is giving to straight because this in inevitable, you know, there is so much scripture about this. There is a time where the Lord will let you waddle in your mess. And, you know, and the Bible says, Will a dog return to its vomit? And and we do that, you know. So keep it up, yes. Daniel. Go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt you, brother, but I'm just no. out. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I I cannot stress enough of how revival, reformation, awakening, outpourings, all these, these terminologies have brought more confusion to the church and ultimately to the home. Okay. And so the reason why you'll hear me from time to time, talk a little bit in coaching, talk a little bit from my personal perspective. And then also as a minister is because we have to understand what the kingdom of God really is to understand what real revival looks like and outpouring. The kingdom of God is not somewhere that you're, you're trying to get to. The kingdom of God is already and should already be fixed inside of you. And so when it comes down to witchcraft and demons and demonology and all these things, I've spent hours and hours and hours teaching on this and telling people, listen, you cannot be a practicing Christian and be demonically possessed when you possess the kingdom of God, how can you vex the king and the kingdom of God and the Holy Ghost with this? Now, you can be a Christian by word and profession, but not in your heart. In your heart of hearts, one person, one king can sit only on the throne of your heart. And so, therefore, there are so many people that deal with confusion where they really just need to be disciples Instead of thinking they need deliverance because the word of God is the children's bread. It is the deliverance. It is the thing that you need. And what we need to be able to do is to, to actually teach fundamental basics and then be able to build the church in the right way. We've got so many people in my, in my even some in my circle, even people in, in my life that I know that I don't know that I've had com conversation with, I've had lunch with. We can't figure out what we're doing or where we're at. Is it is it reforming? Is it revival? Is it outpouring? Is it awakening? What is it? We should all know that we are revival inside and out. We are. And you cannot begin to operate in that if you have not been reformed. And that reforming is coming underneath the regeneration of the word of God. See, confusion will teach you indoctrination. So this is how it even comes into the church because a lot of people think that they have doctrine and it's sound, but they when you go and look at their life, you'll see their the kingdom, you'll see their fam, their personal life, you'll see their family life, you'll see the community how it's affected, and you see the church. Those are five keys about learning the kingdom culture and how it's all affecting 
in these embedded realms of the world. We've got to get back to understanding that it's not just going to church anymore, guys. It's never has been and it never will be. Church is where you will have the outpouring come to you, but where the reforming takes place is between you and God. Right here. Right here. You and God. Yeah. And so that's when you begin to activate the the, the word of God and there's revival that comes. Then there is an awakening. Ooh, I love yeah. that. Come on. Then there's the awakening. We have had global awakenings. We have had revivals. We have had covenant uh, moments in the kingdom of God. But I believe truly to get witchcraft out of the actual, the, the leaven, the leaven that leavens the whole lump. I'm talking about it must be dealt with on a microscopic level. And it starts with your heart and your mind. And this is the thing. If you are living a life where you have to strive, where you have to prove, I'm giving you some keys here. When you have to uh, give yourself validation, when you need the pat on the back, when you need to be in the partners or when you need to be on the phone with the higher ranking prophets or the, you know, you need to be seen in the, the spotlight, but you're very missed in the home you're missed in the presence of God. You're missed in your prayer closet. You're missed where it matters. And I talk about this in my coaching program. You're missed where it matters. Get out of the rut and onto the field. Get back to what matters the most and live your life like an unleashed legend. And his, this is what I had to go through this, guys. I had to go through this. I had to go through this for myself. And me and you can both say this. We all have a high standard for ourselves. We want the best for our life. We want to be seen. Yes, but it's from the place of really making a change to make an impact. We want to be that kind of person that goes, bam. <laughs> and people look around and go, that was, that was Maggie. That was Daniel. Yes. The way you get there though, the way I, I got there Here's the truth, and I'm going to keep it brief. I traveled all the way from uh, one state to another state, and this is this was new. This is something when I first began to meet you and a good friend of ours, Justin. And I was in a position where I was trusting God, but I knew I was living in rebellion. Mm. And this was a this was a previous relationship and marriage that I was in that I knew I knew that I was not supposed to be in. I knew it. I pretended to love, I pretended to care, I pretended to play the part that was not mine. And that's what happens to many Christians, many families, many entrepreneurs, many people who want truth. They want truth, but they cannot be honest with themselves. And this is why the seed of that conception will birth a baby of confusion uh. and it will babble. Babble, babble, babble. It will just talk to you and talk to you with confusion. Babble, babble, babble. And this is where I truly believe why I coach a lot about, you know, how to be a peak performance coach or how to be a life coach. And, and while wellness is truly needed, it's fundamental to any person who's a coach, a minister, an entrepreneur. Why? Because if you can't determine, if you can't understand why you're doing what you're doing, how you can actually lead other people, then you're confused. You're, you're enamored by the light. You're enamored by what you want to become, but have not gone through the process. And so what I did was I wanted to be seen. God gave me the, the time and the season 
We were invited to move to Ohio. M many people that might be watching this or listening to this, guys, you, you might even be the persons that were involved. Listen, I still bless you, still love you, but this is a part of the testimony, you know? And as we began to move, we began to give. We, we even moved in obedience, like give everything away, like the Bible says, right? Give everything away. Don't worry about your food. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Don't worry. God's going to protect you. Guys, we got into an actual famine, a personal famine. Hit not only my life, this woman's life, the ministry absolutely split, the everything that came around it. And here's the reason why confusion will cause you to go the opposite direction that your destiny is entailing you to go. Your destiny is leading you. It is the thing that wakes you up at night and tells you you are better. You have this under control. You have the answers. You are the solution to the world. Your destiny will get you up in the middle of the night and say, pray. And in this, this confusion, this voice will, te will teach you to, to be numb to these convictions. What I did was I was numb to those convictions I was deep in pornography. I was still drinking. I and this is I'm like I was still doing things that I should not have been doing. I still thought ways that I shouldn't have thought. And even I can still unapologetically open up a Bible, read it, have an acknowledgement of what I was reading, and still was not free. Mm. Now, is the word not true that that we we were saved? Now God has us, we're saved. No, no, no. God has you in the palm of his hand, but you can still be undone in the palm of his hand. Yes. Yes, that's right. That's right. Come and on. Me, go ahead. Well, I just, I want to, I want to go, before we get too far, I want to go back on two things. I want to point out a, a powerful statement you made in regards to, um, you know, demonic forces. And, you know, people are constantly, you know, worried about, I'm being harassed by this, I'm being harassed by yeah. that. But the identity in Christ, when you know who you are in Christ, and, and you know, I, I've seen people that, will manifest demonic stuff but it's because of what they allow okay mm -hmm. it's yes. what they allow the open doors in their life and so you know yeah you cannot be taken over by demonic forces as a christian because the same the spirit of god is in you and the holy ghost is there and the mm -hmm. holy ghost is not going to tolerate that but your flesh will allow mm -hmm. as many demons to hang out in your home in mm -hmm. your car at your workplace in your relationships mm -hmm as you choose. So I wanted to point that out and yeah. um, back on that. I also want to say that a double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. All ways. And that's, that's what I'm hearing, Daniel. I mean, that's really your whole life. There was that, that push and pull that, you know, God was trying to bring you in and, but the, the enemy just didn't want, want to let go of you because mm -hmm. you were probably like a prize possession to him, you know, mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. So go ahead, go ahead with that. I'm sorry. Yeah. to interrupt. Go. No, it's good stuff. We need to be able to dialogue back and forth. And, and, and really, a lot of people may have heard a lot that I said, and then they're catching on to another good point. And so the truth about the, the hold and the grasp of, of the heavenly host, the presence of God, and the demonic realm, it lies not just in your flesh. But there's one thing that a lot of people don't understand, too. It also can lie within your blood. Oh, yeah. Generational is, iniquities and stuff. Yeah. This is familiar spirits, all of yes. that. And all that stuff is real. If you don't believe us, read your Bible. Please read your Bible. Go ahead. Well, even this, even if they wouldn't, if they refuse to read their Bible, I'll let them understand one thing, that it had to be by the blood of God. It had to be by the blood of the Lamb. 
in order for us to actually be cleansed. And the only thing that you're able to do is to profess that name, but then begin to live in an actual uh, kingdom behavior to resemble what he is and who he is to you. The blood is the covering, but the presence is the marker. Okay. So when you have the blood, it is a sign that I have been marked by him, but now I'm marked to be marked in the presence. So I've got to understand this. If you are a Christian who are professing Christianity, but you profess and not practice, you're a hypocrite. And this is something that many Christians hate to hear. But this is the very gospel that, that Jesus wanted. He said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is something that we as as children of God must understand that this is not a kingdom that's far off that we're waiting to come. We're waiting for our king to arise. We're not waiting for the kingdom to come. We're waiting for it to be manifested because even the Bible says that the sons and daughters groan for the manifestation of the kingdom of God and his king to come. So we have to understand that there's something that needs to be unlocked inside of us. If the enemy can find any key, any key, to keep you locked and bound, which is why I call it Roar Unleashed Transformation. How to really be unleashed. Why do we want to be a roar? Because we're talking about reformation, outpouring, awakening, revival. We're talking about all these things. It's a roar that must happen, not just personally, but also corporately and globally. So that's a lot about with when we talk about ministry. But the demonic side, I also believe, is, is the answer to all of the in, the in, the eternal stress, depression, anxiety, what we know as your health care, right? We talk about this mental health society. We talk about suicide and depression and anxiety. Listen, my story doesn't stop with just, I had multiple things with drugs and women, sex rituals, building altars, you name it. I, w- I was the guy that went and bought the black cloak on Amazon and went to these, these voodoo shops and, and bought your, uh, your, your, your knives and all these things and cut my hands to put blood on in a cup, a cup and drink it. I was the guy to build your altar to put idols before us. I bowed down to them. I've even got a tattoo of an actual star on my back to show that I was down. You know, I was sacrificed to that actual image that I had those things in my mind. But what people don't recognize is even though that was given to me, even though I did those things, even though I still knew in the back of my head that Jesus Christ was God, I knew that Jesus was the Lord. I knew that Jesus was the answer. And it was because of previous encounters in my life that are unexplainable. So just as much as you are important to the devil, you are that much more important to God. And Amen. so I'm telling you that even though you've been marked by the enemy, you ha- he has a laser eye focus on you, shooting arrows and putting everything in your path to try to hinder and stop you because of witchcraft. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you this nugget before I forget it. Even though he does all these things, the reason why is, is the attempt of your destiny, the attempt to assassinate your birthing process and to birth legacy into the world and be a legend. And the reason why is because Satan cannot stop the actual gift of prophecy. He cannot stop the actual act of prophecy because it is Jesus himself and he has become undefeatable known to us through the gospel of the word. So we also have to understand this, that the art of the enemy is to manipulate and use witchcraft. It is the prophetic covering 
of Satan. It is the counterfeit anointing that, that Satan uses, and it is the actual art and ways of doing it. I can go back into the Bible and teach people this, but I'm going to just tell you, it started with the actual, what we call today Baphomet, but it was an idol. It was a golden calf. Now, now it's an actual image of him because we're waiting for the Antichrist to come. This stuff is very deep. When it comes to the end time Bible prophecy and when it talks about witchcraft, listen, we're walking in an actual generation that is so deceived, even politically, even genetically, yep. okay, well, you know, governmentally, we, nationally, we have a nation that is turning their children over to the same idol that the Israelites turned their, their, their well, children over to. Right now for the, the blood of the children, you know, the Baal spirit is just out of control. This is and this is the reason why, how you can understand this is because they wanted to survive. I want to thrive. Jesus wants us to live the best life that we ever can have. And it's not just about being wealthy. It's not about all of the money signs. It's not about what you could probably see in the church, which is saying not every person that has a lot of money is operating in, in I would say, prophetic or cr a Christian witchcraft. A lot of men and women are actually just successful. They've done the process. They know how to make money. And they've done a good job of handling and stewarding that. Maybe they, they don't do enough for helping churches and Christians and maybe they don't they don't live the life that they probably should or you know but not everybody's sold out when it comes to the churches but right. for the most part let's be honest for the most part let me just be honest they are paying homage to an idol and that's why the wealth and that's why witchcraft is attached to them when they decree something it's very important that you hear and look for the signs in the church and maybe we could do something exclusively on this because it's 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 very imperative for the church to be awakened to this is not every person that prophesies, not every person that speaks the name of the Lord, not everybody that comes to him and says, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. I wonder why. I wonder why. And we're talking about church. We're talking about church, folks. So I was one of those guys that had a radical condition and it was leprosy in my body. It was a leprosy in my spirit that I knew the truth. But even though I knew the truth, I would not hold on to the truth. And it is all from the seed of conception, of confusion, the baby of Babylon. Babble, babble, babble. I've been talking about this. I'm writing a book on it about the end time Bible prophecy. Oh, the Satan seed, it goes back to the Nephilim. I, I've been getting really deep when it comes to the stuff like that. And it trips the church out because we're like, I thought we were done with talking about giants and, and witchcraft. No, <laughs> we're not done talking about it. You know, so what happened to me on, on that point of convergence was I literally had to lose everything. And here's the truth. I had to lose the idol of ministry. And many of you did not know this, but I actually went blank from you guys for a season where I completely was just gone. Nobody knew where I was at except for a few people. And, you know, what really took place in my life was this. I had a true on encounter with the Holy Spirit. I was, no matter where I went, I was able to hear the voice of God. And I knew that in this moment, I felt like walking out. Now, let me, let me, let me back up. I had to walk out of my ex-wife's home at that time and made sure that I left, I left nothing. I, I took nothing except for my own things. I left things that were connected to us. I left things that I wanted, but I did not keep. I left even, I even left a part of myself and dignity that I felt at that moment. And I'm going to tell you something with covenants that are out of the will of God. Hear me carefully, people. Hear me, hear me, church. 
Hear Me People podcast, broadcast, wherever you're listening to. Listen to what I'm telling you guys. If you are living in a covenant that is not divinely set up through the throne room of God, you're living in witchcraft and you're wondering why things are hard and you're struggling, I'm going to tell you something. God will absolutely remove you from the the actual thing. He will he will remove you from the season and he will begin to elevate you on the other side of the mountain. And sure, let me tell you, there was a great time that I, I began to live and that's where I began to become a manager at Planet Fitness and I began to do a lot of other things that people were like, what are you stepping and doing? And all of a sudden, God began to ring on my door in my heart mm. and he began to call me back to the church mm. and focus on my actual call and destiny and witchcraft and confusion is so devastating to a heart and mind. When you get out of it, you need time to recuperate and restore your thinking because in that moment I battled some of my biggest demons and yeah. I list them. I wanted to commit suicide last year. No one knew. I walked to work every single day and there was a bridge and I thought about committing suicide that you gave it your best shot. Maybe if you just gave up, maybe you would actually inspire more people than actually what you were called to do. The devil would not leave me alone, even though I was walking in the right direction. Somebody needed to just hear that. Yeah. The devil would not leave you alone, even when you're walking in the right direction. So I'm sharing this with you about my life and a little bit more. I want to be able to do more with you. Uh, and I want to be able to share, you know, really entail like how to really break free, how to really find freedom. Because as of now, not of it just re being restored, I also was able to be remarried. I was also able to be led to my wife, my wife being led to me. I'm talking about full on recovering of things that were taken from me. I left everything behind. And if you could see the living room, if you could see where I'm at, I had none of these things in the in the last three months, six months. Everything God is so faithful because it is not about Daniel. It's about Jesus moving through Daniel. So I'm just going to be, I'm going to end it there, but there are some, there are some definitely some moments that I Whoa. would be able to go deeper into. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. And that is so incredibly powerful. And people need to hear that. You know, I mean, you see people that are in ministry and they're, you know, we just had a, a, a Previous pastor, great worship leader, amazing man of God, written all kinds of crazy songs that just really brought in the presence of the Lord. He took himself out a couple of weeks ago. I mean, there's yeah. just, you know, there is um, suicide is real and the enemy will mm -hmm. grab you at a weak moment and yeah. nobody is immune to the lies of the enemy. And yeah. you have to safeguard your life. You have to put on, you know, and I, I, I say put on the full armor of God, but we wear the full armor of God. you got to activate yeah. it, man. But you also have to understand that armor. Okay. That armor is on the front. Everything is on the front and nothing. You, when you turn your back, you know, you are just playing with fire. And so mm -hmm. you've got to understand that, you know, you can be yanked back and pulled back. There are things in the spiritual realm that will literally pull on you, uh, you know, and we don't have time to go in a lot to the, you know, uh, the bloodline and things like that. But I'm going to have yeah. Daniel back again because Daniel yeah. is very much. Uh, I know the heart, um, you know, the body. The Bible is very clear about, you know, know those who you minister among you, you know, those yes. are around you and so forth. And uh, when I first met Daniel, I was like, 
this guy, the Lord is going to use him mightily. But I also know that yeah. so many times as Christians, you know, we think about the scripture while we say, well, just resist the devil, just resist the devil and he'll flee. Uh-uh. You know, people quote part of that scripture. They never, they never quote the part that says, submit yourself unto God. Somebody listen, submit yourself unto God, submit yourself unto God, and then resist the enemy and he'll flee. So if you're out there warring and you're wearing yourself out in the natural, trying to be a good Christian, first of all, you don't have the strength. You don't have the ability on your own. Apart from Christ, we are nothing to do anything. It's because of the grace of God that you even got out of bed this morning. Okay, I'm just saying. And he wants to do so much through your life. So, Daniel, I so appreciate your transparency. You're keeping it real and so forth. We are going to unpack some of those nuggets, him and I. And he hit on one that is kind of near and dear to my heart because you you talked about the um, uh, society and the rituals of, you know, things like, and I know you were alluding to Halloween, you know, uh, celebrating the dead. And a lot of you are probably maybe practicing this innocently and not realizing that a lot of the symbolism behind that, a lot of the things that you're opening your life up to. Listen, Jesus is alive in you. If you are a born again, blood bought Christian, yes. you know, you, you've got to understand that he has ways that he wants us to live where we can, where we can really shine. But if you allow things, the darkness, and I'm telling you what did the Bible says, what does light have in common with the darkness? You know, light overtakes the darkness. So why would you want to allow darkness into your home? Why would you allow want to your children to be practicing darkness It's planting seeds in them? Okay. And you know, we, we you know, say, Oh, well, they're just pranks and they're just this and they're just that they are rebellion at, on steroids. I'm just saying, starting out at a young age. So I'm going to have Daniel back. Uh, Daniel, yeah. we'll look at our calendars and work it out because we want to give you some tips of recognizing where are we opening doors in our life? And he hit on a lot of them. He talked about pride. He talked about, you know, religiosity. He talked about so many different things that will take you into bondage. Jesus did not die on the cross for you to go back to Egypt. Okay. You, you don't go back to Egypt. Just don't, don't, don't do it. So yep. Daniel, I love you. Listen, you guys, I want you to check out Daniel's website. It is in the thing. Daniel is an entrepreneur. First of all, he's got like, he's multi-talented. You know, you heard him talk about the ministry. You heard him talk about coaching, but he is also, uh, he's got, he's, he's a, writing this book. You've got to get this book because it'll help you to understand some mm -hmm. of the things that are taking place. You know, we were talking before the broadcast that, you know, you go over into some countries in you know poverty stricken countries where they've been given over to demonic forces there are demons flying around and they are just blatantly out there you know and but here in the u.s they're just so hidden they're just so hidden and mm -hmm. and you know they're they're you know this is the god of this world kind of along you know and i'm not bashing look we're using technology right now it's what you do with it okay whether you use something for evil or for good but there's a lot of things going on in the spiritual realm right now and there's a lot of things that people simply do out of and i heard you use the word ignorance you know and the bible yeah the apostle paul told us not to be ignorant of these devices not to be you know so we can't use this as an excuse we can't be going like okay well it's not that big of a deal or it's just halloween Come on. It's just for the kids. What are we giving the kids? You know? So uh, I always found it interesting. My son was born on, I went into labor on Halloween. And even though I was not serving the Lord, I was begging God going, Oh, don't let this baby be born on Halloween. And he was born on all saints day. 
uh, the next day. And so, you know, but I'm, I'm telling y'all, there's a lot of stuff we could have went into. We could unpack. He gets so many nuggets. I want you to go back and watch this on the replay. If you're watching this on the replay, put hashtag replay. You can reach out to Daniel. Daniel, your website is got where they can reach you as well, right? He Absolutely. also he has a Facebook group that you can join that group. But I'm going to tell you, okay, yeah. you got to be ready to go into the deep. Okay, because yeah. Daniel's not putting icing and, and cookies out. Nope. He's keeping it real. Yeah. And, and that's really, this is a time to be real. Daniel, yeah. any final keys you want to leave the audience with? Yeah, you know, the keys to your best life is number one, again, submitting yourself to God. It's really hard to submit yourself when you're training your sons and your daughters how to rebel God. That's the number <laughs> one key. And then the second key is if you want to really seek deliverance, then don't look for another preacher or minister to lay hands on you. Look for the presence of God to be marked in his glory so that when you go to churches, you can identify what witchcraft really is and bomb. Wow. Drop the mic. Ouch. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's good stuff. Daniel, we appreciate you. We love you. Give your, uh, give our love to Rachel. Uh, we'll look at the calendars, y'all, and make sure that you get this broadcast out to everybody you know, because we truly believe that we are living in a season where we can't hold back. And we got to let people know that Jesus is real. Jesus is for today. And I want you guys to be blessed. We will see you the next time here on Keys to Your Best Life. Thank you, Daniel. Love you. God bless you, brother. We love you, too. <laughs>